live, 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 live. <laughs> like that's a question. From the ISS Panda Garden. Oh, that's nice. Oh, it sounds. Is that the Chinese food place or is that? No, it's an actual panda garden. I think they have ISS has a partnership with the Smithsonian Zoo. What's the zoo down there? The National Zoo. Oh, aren't really? they in DC ISS? They are in Rockville. Yeah, aren't they? close Maryland? enough. Whatever. Yeah, I mean they, they probably get into DC. Yeah, from exactly. Time to time. It's the ESG industry's only weekly woke data podcast. You know, unlike Matt, a lot of our quote unquote competitors that sell people we have competitors for whatever well, we do. There are companies like ours who do a better job raising money, and, and they sell things that are tangential to ours, but unlike them, we actually have experience in our field. None of our competitors seem to come from an ESG background. They, they come from like restaurants and where do they come from? I don't even Look, know. Yeah. I know you're reacting because there's like a new app that launched mm -hmm. that does ESG something. There's like one every and month maybe. And there does seem to be one every month, and they all seem to be getting $5 million from venture capital firms. They all have firms. teams of 27 people. They all have 40 people working there mm -hmm. who have approximately zero experience. They never have experience. ESG. Never. Right? So I know this is this hurts your soul a little <laughs> bit because you, you can't figure out why we have no money. Well, we haven't really tried. An excellent product. Very small and, team. And a very, very small team, which actually that's probably good for yeah, us. Yeah, that's good. Uh, that's Matt Muscardi in today's enormous shady grapefruit called May 24th, 2023, an ESG irony roundup. Uh, yep. Mm -hmm. And an exhaustive but exhausting look at recent annual meeting vote results. <laughs> you really know how to sell it at the top. <laughs> Our show today is being sponsored by S-Gage, your ESG data solutions oh, provider. No. I will say this about S-Gage. Cheer for our sponsor. Cheer. I'll, I'll say this about S-Gage and Paul. Paul has a crap ton of ESG industry knowledge and experience. I'm not talking about Paul. I'm not talking about S-Gage. He actually knows what he's talking about. I'm talking about all the other companies. I don't know what you're talking, right. what you're, ta you're not talking about them or talking no. about them. All right. Let's you're move saying on. something. Oh, today we got something a little bit different for you. I'm going to hand off my typical headline host reading duties and I'm going to hand it off to you Matt because you have something concocted I don't know what you're up to what are you doing ESG I don't have something Roundup. concocted yeah. I just have some things to say and a way to say it so let's <laughs> so, do it sure ESG irony roundup first up two CEOs announced that things that would fundamentally change their business models will never happen uh, there's this headline, Boeing CEO warns climate-friendly biofuels will, quote, never achieve the price of jet fuel. That's Boeing CEO Dave Calhoun, who added of sustainable aviation fuel, or SAF, we will create scale and get more economic. No, I don't think we will ever achieve the price of jet A. It's going to be what it's going to be. <laughs> okay. Calhoun was speaking to aviation executives at a conference yesterday when he said this, but he neglected to mention in this segment that mm -hmm. Boeing launched less than a week ago a program called Cascade hmm. in support of net zero in aviation and sustainable aviation fuel. So it's never going to happen. 
but we are supporting it happening is effectively Boeing's messaging here. Calhoun also didn't mention his own business trends section of the 2022 annual report from Boeing, which said, while the outlook continues to improve, we continue to face a challenging environment. Has anybody not faced a challenging environment in their annual report? Even we, uh, this team of four, face a challenging environment. It's a challenging environment everywhere. In the near to medium term, as airlines are facing increased fuel and other costs and the global economy is experiencing high inflation, but it's not possible that sustainable fuel would ever compete with increased fuel costs is the, is the implication here. Not possible. Not possible. It's going to be <laughs> what it's going to be. Meanwhile, yeah. in a country with no vested interest at all in oil, mm-hmm. the Qatar Airways CEO Uh-oh. suggested 2050 net zero goal is beyond reach. Oh, CEO Akbar Al-Baker told the Qatar Economic Forum, quote, I don't think that we will be able to achieve net zero emissions by 2050. Everybody's talking about it, but let us be realistic. There is not enough production of sustainable aviation fuel. Well, wow, that's a 27-year prediction. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, it's worth noting here that neither CEO, as part of their comments, suggested flying less <laughs> that, as a solution. Can I say, Matt, I'm glad you brought that up because that was the that was my thought last night. I was when I sent you that article was, wh- why does every CEO pretend that the current business environment, the current way of doing things, has to be the only solution for the next 27 years? Why? Because it is the only way, and to suggest otherwise is just ridiculous. Nothing changes, I suppose. Nothing ever changes changes. anywhere. Nothing has ever changed. Everything. You know know what I wouldn't care about, Cutter CEO? Uh, Fly half as many flights and double the price of the ticket. I don't care. Do it. Yes, do it. (laughs) Really, I don't care. Nothing's going to change for you. You actually will probably save some overhead. So, yeah, go ahead. Do it. I dare you. It'll be the same. Everyone will be happy, you included. Um, In other news, Ron DeSantis Mm. may have actually manufactured the woke mind virus in a lab in Florida. This is new reporting. In 2019, DeSantis established the Office of Minority Health and Health Equity to administer health grants to people of color and women and discriminate ostensibly against white people by having one department devoted to minority health and health equity. And the program is called Closing the Gap Program. Mm-hmm. George Soros appears not to have been involved in oh, this. What about Larry Fink? Uh, no word on Larry Fink. Mm-hmm. We reached out for comment. He did not get back to us. But okay. it looks like um, the mind virus was, may have actually been released by this department Wait. and they managed to contain it simultaneously. Wait, what are you talking about? Is this a, is this a goof? Are you goofing? <laughs> what is this? Here's, here's the real news. A yep. new Gallup poll showed that American public, the American public who's very aware of ESG in, the, in a survey mm-hmm. went from 8% in 2021 of the American public very aware of ESG to a staggering 11% in 2023. Literally oh, no well one cares. Uh, yeah, but I think we're going to take the credit for that 3% bounce. Uh, that's probably mostly us. Yeah. And, um, I, and I will say it's the opposite direction of, of the what the national the support for the National Center for Public Policy Research. They're, they're going lower. So ESG is going higher. Yeah. <laughs> I w- I, it does strike me, though, that Ron DeSantis claimed a woke mind virus was at fault for companies going woke. And it mm-hmm. does seem that he has that virus contained... 
by limiting its spread amongst the American public. Um, I'll say this though, Matt. If you if it goes up three percent every year until twenty fifty, uh, that that would be eighty one. That would put awareness by twenty fifty at ninety two percent. Ninety two percent. Wow. I'm predicting right here by twenty fifty, ninety two percent of all Americans will not only know what ESG is, but will have it eat it for breakfast. That's what well, we doing. may not. We They'll may be not smearing it on their poppy zero seed bagel in yeah. aviation, and we have twice as many flights. Mm-hmm. But we'll all know what the acronym means. <laughs> While the woke mind virus may be under control, its effects are still being felt. Mm-hmm. Target announced it's pulling some LGBTQ plus merchandise from stores ahead of June Pride Month after threats to workers. Yeah, explain this one to me. I've only seen the headlines. So apparently stores in the South have seen Pride oh. merchandise moved from the front of the store. They had to move it to the back of the store where I guess no one walks to the back. That, so I always go to the back. There. That's where the horrible men's wear is right in the back. I always go there. Also, isn't that where all of the actual like holiday stuff is? Like it's always in the back corner. Of, yeah, uh, and all the Target. phone chargers and come on, what are we, what's going yeah. on here? Um, they've reportedly, the big uh, argument is they, they've stopped sales of something called tuck-friendly women's swimsuits uh-huh. that are designed for trans women. They've, sto- which, they've stopped sales. They've stopped sales and they removed these from the shelves this because is, of backlash. Okay, this isn't a, some stores in the South? This is not a nationwide policy. I don't, it did not specify okay. whether it was nationwide, but they've uh-huh. definitely stopped the sales, at least in some stores. And they did this because um, of a physical threat against their workers? Uh, apparently someone is really upset by what someone else wears as a swimsuit. Sure. Um, but there are conservative memes circulating on social media, the source of all important information, uh, suggesting that uh, these swimsuits are targeted towards kids only, or kids primarily, okay. kids sizes for tuck friendly swimsuits and none of that apparently is true Mm -hmm. they they don't exist but that's what's circulating and it's creating a backlash the target ceo said on not this podcast last week Mm -hmm. that dei or diversity equity and inclusion fueled company growth over the last nine years yeah um but we here at board sabermetrics and free float um, our data suggests that the woke mind virus should have been foreseeable at Target Ooh, yeah, for t- the following reasons. Yes, I'm excited. This is from Board Sabermetrics, our data. This is Board Sabermetrics. The board is stacked with the woke. Okay. D- Derricka Rice sits on Disney's board, also sits on Target's board, and Monica Lozano sits on Apple's board, Again, also sits on Target's board. This is not our our version, our definition of the term woke. The, 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 the right definition of the term woke is just any woman or any black person. That that is in order a black person and a woman. Yes. I just mentioned yes. <laughs> um, the board actually has no gender power gap according Ooh, to our whoa, data. Whoa. Women occupy thirty eight percent of the board and they own thirty six percent of the power. It's basically whoa, whoa. A no power gap. Yeah. Um, there's actually a slight positive diversity power gap, wow. meaning uh, uh, diverse board members occupy a quarter of the board but twenty eight percent of the power. Uh-huh. It's very slight in favor of, of power and the management team and uh, uh, according to our metrics are considered aristocratic with highly educated uh-huh. directors um, and no single source of influence the ceo only commands uh brian cornell only commands 22 percent of the board power far below most american peers I, this suggests to me that what brian cornell is saying that dei uh, field company growth over the last nine years might actually be true he might be earning yes 
he actually has experience mm-hmm. with the D, the E, and the I. Yes. And has seen it and actually to do them. some things. And listens to them. And listens to them. That's yeah. correct. Now, um, assuming that nobody likes nine years of growth at Target, because apparently mm-hmm. now we're backlashing against it, if all else fails, an editorial suggestion by me, Target could leverage existing gun laws in the South to arm all their employees oh. like we hope to arm teachers. And then you can oh. shoot everyone who yells oh. at you for the swimwear choices of others. I don't, I don't like how you ended that part. Yeah. <laughs> Next up. Let's turn to Damien to give us an update on sports. Matt. <laughs> You're really rushing me into my segment. Here's, we got places to be. This here's is a my tight concern. Season. Here's my concern for the anti-woke <laughs> is that magically they've already deemed uh, Walmart to be woke. I, I still can't. I, I'm trying to unravel that. But there are a lot of groups who target Walmart as being super woke. But now Target's woke. Matt, where the hell are they going to shop? What's left? Look, where are they going to go? These are excellent questions. Um, the dollar store I, gets a lot of they get they get a lot of fines about abusing their workers, and so maybe that's the only hope left. I think you nailed it. Okay. I think actually, um, what we need to do is create a list of every company that treats its workers incredibly badly hates and discriminates against mm-hmm. everyone, and that's what's left for them to shop at. Okay. All right. You can do that. Okay. <laughs> I'm in. All right. I, I'm here for the sports report. Do I get any sports music? Uh, sure. Give me something. Uh, how about this? <laughs> okay. Yeah, that sounds kind of sporty. <laughs> All right, Matt. This is your least favorite segment. Ooh. <laughs> I got. I looked at ten. To be fair, I looked at like 45 annual meeting results, but I'm only I'm only going to focus on 10. And and to help you not fall asleep, Matt, I have a takeaway from every one of these meetings. I have my takeaway. Oh. <laughs> Just listen to a few of them and see if you like my takeaway. Let's see where this goes. Uh, let's start with the Royal Shell pro uh, meeting, and I have a I have an audio clip from that protest. So uh, why don't you play that, Matt, for us? I could, excuse me, excuse me, I, I, I think we've heard your point. You've made it several times over. If I would ask you to sit down and so we can listen to the views of other, other members of our, of our shareholder community who would like to listen to their views. Um, can I just say it's exciting for us because we don't that the voice you heard there, not the protester, was the board chair, Sir Andrew McKenzie. We don't often get footage of chairs doing their thing. It's very exciting. That's true. Also worth mentioning that yeah. he was effectively making a diversity and inclusion argument by saying, "Please sit down. Let's include the other voices from our <laughs> shareholder community." I like Abs- that. Absolutely true. Uh, so let me tell let me, let me answer the question. I know a lot of our listeners are wondering is that is the effect of the woke, the protesting woke, is there an effect at these annual meetings? Okay? Uh, I'm going to say 
because I looked at the results from the voting at Royal Shell. Okay, so have, has the woke mind virus? Has Larry Fink? Has George Soros? Have they taken over the corporate world? The answer seems to be no. Aw, uh, the the management proposed the management had its own energy energy transition proposal that got eighty percent yes. Shareholders had their version that got twenty percent yes. All other twenty four items voted on at the Royal Shell meeting after that protest received average support of ninety nine percent of the vote. Ninety nine. <laughs> wow. So my wow. takeaway is protesters are losers that's my takeaway yeah, i think that's correct All right. that's the right way to take this let's go to honeywell there was a vote on an independent board chair uh 45% of shareholders voted yes okay oh that feels like a tease so but, close but here's what i wanted to add is that uh according to board sabermetrics to be fair the ceo and chair at honeywell darius Ademchek, he has 28% of the influence, while the lead director, Scott Davis, has 23% of the influence. So wow. they actually seem to already be creating a counterbalance there at Honeywell. Doesn't look like they need to separate them. So if they if investors just got their facts right, they wouldn't have filed this proposal in the first place. And let me give you another reason to buy board saver metrics is that investors lead director scott davis had the most votes against because of his high tenure that's i'm i know that's why they voted against them because i've been doing this for years but if they had looked at the board sabermetrics data they would know that he actually represents the only effective counterbalance and influence to the ceo wow. chair you shouldn't probably shouldn't vote against them wow don't vote against them that uh an aside to our listeners yeah that's called nuance yes you can uh, get also, that here also, the the sisters of Allegheny had up a, a proposal report on environmental justice. Honeywell said, "We have added discussion of how our existing program interacts with environmental justice concerns in their 2023 report." So, uh, while the proposal failed, my takeaway is that Honeywell's gone woke because they are actually gonna wow, they're gonna write about environmental justice concerns. Okay, so just. For all of our anti-woke listeners, put Honeywell on your list, Honeywell. Yeah, stop buying from there. Do we have well, a running list of places not to buy anymore? Uh, it's pretty much everywhere, I guess, except for here, <laughs> except for Free Flow. <laughs> O'Reilly Automotive. Oh, you can buy O'Reilly Automotive, I'm this sure. This is a fascinating one, Matt. I wish there was a visual for our listeners, but uh, hear me out. The O'Reilly Brother Battle, the annual O'Reilly Brother Battle, Larry and David O'Reilly. They've both been on the board for over 50 years. The winner this year is David O'Reilly. Oh, I was rooting for Larry. Over one more million voters voted against Larry for some reason over David. I don't know why they hate Larry, but they seem oh, to they, they hate see, Larry. I I would bet on FanDuel that Larry was going to get less votes than David or less hate. Here's the what's actually important here, O'Reilly Automotive. And here's what all these our competitors don't cover in their weird new apps. Okay. Matt, there are the board has 10 members. They have pictures of all the boards uh, on in the proxy statement. Six of the 10 directors, all the white dudes, all the white male directors at O'Reilly Automotive are pictured wearing an identical orange dress shirts. No. Yes. They seem to have an O'Reilly. I can't really f f focus in there, but it looks like there's an O'Reilly logo there, but all six of them have uh, 
are in dress shirts. The other four directors, three women and a black man, were not given the same shirts. They're wearing regular clothing. <laughs> My takeaway is clearly O'Reilly Automotive, Automotive, Automotive is a white male supremacist cult. I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, what the hell? I I I don't know what's going on here. I included the pictures in our in our. I know. So yeah, my reaction that. is actually strictly to the pictures. I have not. I've read a lot of proxy statements, yeah. and never in my day have I seen something <laughs> as patently ridiculous. They look exactly like they just got out of the white guys look like they just got out of a penitentiary. Yes. And the f- three women and one black guy look like. How did we get put here? Who? The, what? What? Who are these people? <laughs> The only person it's wearing really a suit weird. Is, the, is the black man. Yeah. So this this is, actually needs yeah. to be circulated. We should circulate we should this on social this. media. Because yeah, this, this, this speaks for itself as absurdity. And this is proof why you should be listening to us. Uh, because uh, you only hear this here. AT&T, uh, there was a racial equity audit vote. Tw- only 22% said yes. But here's uh, oh. my, here's the important part. This was brought up, this was proposed by the Nathan Cummings Foundation, which is endowed by the founder of Sarah Lee Food. Sarah Lee. Oh. So here's my takeaway. Why do about that? Here's my takeaway. Pound cakes are woke. Wow. You see where we went with that? Cannot pound cakes now. Morgan Stanley, uh, there was a shareholder proposal policy to cease financing new fossil fuel development. That only got a 5% yes. Okay. But Morgan Stanley did say that it continues to support the transition to a low carbon economy. We have already committed to achieve net zero by 2050. So my takeaway, clearly, Morgan Stanley gone woke. Wow. Okay. Uh, Next Era Energy. They had a, I don't think I've really ever seen this proposal before. They had a board skills disclosure proposal. I don't really know why you'd vote against this. Uh, a board ah. skills disclosure it got 49% yes. It almost oh, passed. Oh, so close. Yeah, that was brought up by the New York City Employees Retirement System. Wait, but, yeah, just go ahead. pausing a second to ask, mm-hmm. in the 51% against disclosing the board's skills to be on the board, what <laughs> yeah. was exactly the argument against it? I don't Did, I really understand. The board t- asked shareholders to vote against it, and then they went on to list all of the things that they do that <laughs> agrees with it. They said, they said, in fact, the board agrees that a diversity of skills and attributes is a key quality of a well-functioning board is important information for shareholders. Uh, and I will say this, to your point at Target, Next Era Energy, very unusually, has a positive female power gap, plus 1%. Yeah. Weird that you would suggest voting. Like, I think it's time. I The number of votes that boards just suggest to vote against is, what, 98%, 99% of shareholder proposals? Yes. It's time for them to just stop saying we have to say, we have to say against. Yeah, because this one seems like I want to know who voted against this. And I also want to know why they can't just say, yeah, I've done this in my past. Like this seems like basic information yeah. to hire somebody. I will say though, my takeaway is that since next era energy is essentially supported that the diversity of skills and attributes is important that they've gone super woke, obviously. No, so, well, obviously. Tesla, Tesla. Um, you know, I'm going to jump right to my takeaway. I don't want to talk about Elon Musk. So I'm just going to skip. That is my, correct. My that reporting. is the right takeaway. I Altria, like that. Altria Group. Uh, here's the big news. Last year, 62% of shareholders voted yes 
uh, on a equal and civil rights assessment proposal. Oh, right? equity. Remember yeah, this? Yeah, yeah. Sixty-two mm-hmm. percent yeah. said yes. Yeah, well, Strive didn't exist yet. Altria has agreed to essentially to uh, abide by this shareholder proposal. Uh, they had wow. a, a press release in January saying that they are yes, they're going to conduct an e- equity and civil rights assessment. Right? For some reason. Uh, the sisters of St. Francis of Philadelphia were added again this year and they put up a civil rights equity audit of another vote. That one failed. I don't know why the sisters, maybe the sisters should just take the victory and give it a I rest. Mean, but. <laughs> I mean, I imagine that the board's response was we already agreed to this and have, are yeah. producing it like as we speak. But here's the important part. The important part, two, two things are important here that yes, shareholder proposals do actually matter. This one, this one passed. Altria has agreed to abide by most of it. The other important takeaway is that Altria has gone extremely woke. Okay. Wow. No Everybody cigarettes. Going woke no pound cake. Everybody going just, woke. You, except you for O'Reilly Automotive. I can't. I can't get an air purifier. What can I do? Uh, Harley Davidson. Say on pay. Forty nine point nine percent voted no. Forty nine. <laughs> My takeaway, all vote lives matter. Oh, on, wow. I like vote that takeaway. That's, that's <laughs> a good takeaway. <laughs> and finally, in my uh, big sports, uh, what am I doing? Annual meeting roundup? Uh, Home Depot. The National Center for Public Policy Research, that's Matt's new favorite group, they had a racial that. equity audit up for vote. Very, very tongue-in-cheek, very oh, ironic oh, racial yeah. equity audit. They got... Point zero zero nine percent yes. <laughs> That's like three shares. Yeah. So I, I guess my takeaway here, since uh, Home Depot told shareholders to vote against uh, the National Center for Public Policy Research, is that I guess Home Depot has gone woke. I guess that's my wow. takeaway. You know, nothing says woke like Bernie Marcus, ex-founder of Home Depot, saying yeah. that woke is the reason for all their problems. That's it. That's my big roundup. Wow. That that was not just a big roundup. That was way more exciting than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> well, be- only because of O'Reilly Automotive, let's be fair. I mean, it, seeing <laughs> six men dressed exactly the same and literally the only, people, the only people who yeah. weren't white men dressed <laughs> totally differently is comedy yeah where who was responsible for the optics on that one who who made that final decision <laughs> the marketing team uh, they're, yeah. they're gonna put that person on on leave that's damian rollis i am matt muscardi thank you for joining our afternoon broadcast on woke wednesday we are business pants we sell products those products are called board saver metrics they tell you everything you need to know about boards Big thanks to our sponsor, S. Gage, for all of their support over the many, many months and years. You too can sponsor us simply yep. by rating us, giving us five stars, leaving us a review, and or giving us money so that we talk about you on the show. Until tomorrow's show, goodbye.